Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of This Is Marriage, the podcast. I am one of your two hosts. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I thought I was doing the introduction. (laughs) You have such like a stern, like scary look in your eyes. I I thought we established that I was doing the introduction. No, I had said I was going to bring us in and then hand it off to you to introduce the topic and kind of from there lead the discussion. All right. Well, I Go mis- ahead, bring us in. I Ta- misunderstood. Introduce the show. Well, I'm Ashley because you didn't introduce me. I didn't have a chance to. I didn't even introduce myself because you were glaring at me. <laughs> Those fucking death daggers that you were staring at me with your eyeballs. Yes. Made um, me stop. Well, I'm Porter. This is marriage. I'm Ashley. This is episode 30-something. Yeah, I don't know. We've uh, taken a little hiatus from keeping track of the numbers? No, from recording, dum-dum. I don't feel like it's a hiatus. We only missed one week. No, it was like two weeks. No. We've recorded one time in February. We didn't record last week because it was Valentine's, and then we recorded the week before that. Which was like our only episode. But we didn't record the week before that, so we've done we're every other so far. So okay. it's not really a hiatus. Well, it's just, we just lazy. It's not totally lazy it's we don't have a ton of topics and yeah we're on track happens we've only recorded once in february because there's this is only the second this is the third okay third week so missed one did one missed one all right well Anyway, anyway we're back we're here um we're going to talk about wedding planning why are we talking about wedding planning? Because this is out really outside of my comfort zone. Like this is absolutely foreign to me. I don't really know that I'm much of an expert on wedding planning. Why were you watching countless hours of Say Yes to the Dress if you're not even going to chime in on wedding planning? That was supposed to be between you and me. There's no such thing as between you and me. We have a podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've watched The Wedding Planner. <laughs> that is a good show. Yeah. I like that show. Or The Wedding Singer. Never seen it. Hmm. Hmm. I know. Marge Simpson. Or 27 Dresses. I like that show. little rom-com. Mm-hmm. little feel-good, like, oh. Or Runaway Bride. I haven't seen that in probably 10 or 15 years. But anyways, um, the reason we're talking about wedding planning, planning <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> Porter's sick, if you can't tell. Um, Sick of you saying wedding planning. (laughs) I said it once, and that was by accident. We were talking about wedding planning because um, it was a listener request. Thank you, whoever submitted that request. Thank you. I think it was Sam. But that is the reason why we are talking about wedding planning, because um, topics are sparse. Sparse? Sparse. I don't know. Whatever. Scarce (laughs) and sparse. (laughs) Few and far between. Yeah. And uh, there aren't many. We pulled into the the bucket of ideas and pulled this one out. We really should do that. Like, if we had more ideas, we could write them down on little slips of paper and like put them in a bucket and like shuffle around. And then we do like impromptu, like, hey, we're here, guys. Shuffle and you make that sound. Shuffle, shuffle of paper. And then we pull one out and impromptu, just like spontaneous just talk about it that's pretty much how our episodes go anyways so <laughs> it wouldn't be too much different but yeah that would be fun we should do that next week we, just we have to have find to ideas brainstorm. first <laughs> i was gonna say we have to brainstorm topics um all right so uh we we wanted to talk about 
more so how I <laughs> planned our wedding because I really did um a lot of it a lot of like the nitty-gritty detailed parts and the creative stuff that goes along with it um we're going to talk about like on average how much we spent I don't know totals because it was two and a half years ago and I, I don't I don't remember I was never making a running total but I have like an estimate. estimate. I know that we're still paying for it today. Yes. And um, things we liked, things we didn't like, the good, the bad, the ugly, etc. Well, I just wanted to start off, I think that it's interesting when people are like, I wouldn't change a thing. Like, if I could go back in time and redo the whole, like, wedding process, I wouldn't change a thing. And in my mind, I'm like, I disagree with that because progress is seeing what worked and improving on it. Like if you have the opportunity to redo something, Mm -hmm. why would you not like do it better or do it differently? Because like, why would you not iterate and be like, okay, I did this. Yeah. I'm going to do this instead and just see what happens. So, um, I'll, I'll ask you yours and then I'll tell you mine. Okay. So say we had, um, unlimited funds. What would you want to do as like a wedding recreation? Or if we weren't married yet, what would you want? Doesn't need to be anything over the top, but like would would we go elope somewhere? Would we do everything the same with just a bigger party? Like I don't even know if I would have done a bigger party. Um I think that there and I I go back and forth on this because there's a part of me that thinks we should have had a smaller party yeah, and just kind of had it um, much more intimate. Uh, we have friends of the program that listen to this that did their wedding like up in the Uinta Mountains. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a very small formal gathering. And I know that's one of the things that we had talked about was trying to do something up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. But because of the size of the party that we had and kind of some of the logistics, we ended up not doing it. And I know you really wanted to do like a Zion's wedding but then again, logistics it just didn't didn't work out. So, long answer to that question. And spoiler to mine. <laughs> Sorry, Dick. <laughs> I uh, I think I would have. I liked our venue, but I, if funds weren't an option or weren't, you know, if it didn't matter how much money we had, I think like a destination wedding would have been pretty awesome. Assuming that our our guests also had the funds to to do something like that but then i also feel like maybe like a venue like a a little bit more of like a higher end kind of fancy venue would have been yeah i feel like with destination weddings you if you're gonna do it you have to do it like if you want to do it you just have to do it and but i think with them i kind of think the rule of thumb is you plan like a year or so out to give your guests the option not the option, the opportunity to, you know, save up for it. Yeah, you don't wing them, drop or, it on them in three months. Yeah, or I know a lot of people who do destination weddings with, like, a very, very, very small group. Yeah. Like, their parents and then a couple of close friends is all. So, yeah, so yeah, I, I've vacillated back and forth between two different responses, so I'm not really sticking to anything there. Um, pretty non-committal answer. Sweet. But I know I stepped on middle about marriage. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. <laughs> You're I was... the one who just said 
non-committal about my answer about what i would uh-huh. do differently yeah and i know uh-huh. i stepped on your toes with your answer so and, um i wouldn't have gone to zion i would have gone to um probably moab yeah canyon lands arches i i never just got a red rock far. i just wanted a white dress and red rock would have been gorgeous yeah at I think least, we can. We should recreate that, like just with at least pictures. Like that's get what your, I was gonna say. I at least would have wanted pictures done there. Yeah. All right. So. Just curious. Yeah. Good. So good question. Good kickoff. I'll uh, I'll kind of give a short overview about how our wedding was. So, we got engaged in March, middle of March, and got married that same September over Labor Day. So Pretty very short engagement. I and was it, not pregnant. I was just about to say she was not pregnant. <laughs> um I actually wanted a longer engagement, but we didn't want to get married over the wow. Sorry. We didn't want to get married over the fall or winter or spring really. <laughs> we wanted, you know, a a wedding where it was warm enough to be outside comfortably no matter what time of day. And so it just kind of happened that it it was that the end of that summer. So that obviously doesn't leave us much time. And what I had learned from watching a shit ton of say yes to the dress is you need like 17 years <laughs> to get a wedding dress because it takes that long to order and get alterations and yada, yada, yada. But I also don't shop for wedding dresses in New York, so... And you don't have, like, a however many thousand dollar yeah. budget where you can just pick something and just <clears throat> buy it because you like it. Yeah, so... Uh, luckily, the wedding dress thing, that wasn't too big of a deal, but that was a very short time period for finding a venue. Uh, we ended up going to getting married in a barn. And <laughs> you say it like that. <laughs> It was pretty. It wasn't like a working barn. Like it wasn't like we cleared out animals and hay. No. In order was, to get ourselves in there. I'm trying to explain it if someone who doesn't live a mile away from us knows. It's like a I don't know. It's a it's owned by the city. Yeah, so it's a it's a farm. And I think it's a working farm. Like I think yeah, they is. they have animals and shit there and it's free to the public. You can just go and take your kids and and walk around. But then they have a big, like barn that is a like a venue. Venue, so yeah. it's nice. It's like a formal area, but it looks like a big barn from the yeah. outside. But then there's like a and it's all wooden on the inside. There's tons of like grounds, like grassy areas, and then flowers and yeah, it's very pretty garden areas. Yeah. Um. So that's where we got married, and originally, like Porter said, we talked about getting married up in the mountains. Because it wasn't like we were this poor, engaged couple. Like, we weren't like, okay, we've got $200 to spend on our wedding. But we're also, like, frugal people. And me especially, I'm like, I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars just to get married somewhere. Like, not including anything else. Like, I'm not going to pay to rent a venue. Yeah. Well, and and, and going on with that, like, we're like, we're... We try to be frugal. I mean, based off of our credit card episode, you would think otherwise. But 
part of it too is that like with your parents budget was absolutely a factor like neither one of your parents has you know twenty thousand dollar budgets to throw at your wedding and then for me it was my second and so like for my parents it was like your twenty thousand dollar budget was spent (laughs) like we kind of well they never had one to begin with but Mm -hmm. their whatever budget they had they're kind of like yeah we've already done this we've already paid for a wedding we're not we're not doing this again and it's kind of also one of those things like you're old enough at this point. It's not like you're two kids in like your twenty early twenties getting married while in college or mm-hmm. whatever. So it's like there's kind of this responsibility, this assumption of you're adults making adult decisions. If right. you can't pay for it, don't you do be it. Getting married, right? Um. So yeah, that was obviously a factor too. And trying to find our guests, trying to figure out our guest list. We both have not huge families, but big enough extended families where our guest list got, uh, I'm not going to say large because that's relative. It got um, bigger than we thought quickly. And so when we were exploring the mountains, it, it would have been kind of unrealistic trying to accommodate for people going up there and parking and we were out of like cell service range which i feel like would have just been Been a headache and stressful well and the other thing about the one mountain venue that we looked at is they didn't allow music yeah which was basically like that was like a deal breaker yeah that was and then they didn't have any power we didn't go up there and i think they had to clear out by like 10 p.m no they had power but it was it was Very like limited. if you have more lights than this, it will blow the circuit. Yeah, which one string of our yeah lights would have blown that. Yeah, so um, I looked around at a couple parks, like city parks, and they were all like meh. I don't even remember if I looked at like formal venues. I think I looked at a couple, and they were just like we went. We ridiculous. looked at that one. We drove up the canyon. Up, Mill Creek. Was it Mill Creek or Provo? Oh, Provo. Provo yeah. Canyon, and that was a really nice formal thing. But it was still far away, and that was far like away. No, no cell, cell service, service, and way out of our budget. Yeah, pretty much everywhere we looked was very nice, but out of our budget. So we uh, landed on the barn, and it was really pretty. We um, decorated it all cutesy and stuff well the one thing i will say about the barn and it was it was within our price range and it was beautiful and it we did the ceremony outside which is exactly what we wanted and then the reception inside Mm -hmm. and so everything about that was perfect and the other like nice thing and you wouldn't think of this as being like a nice thing is that they didn't allow alcohol yeah which sucked in some ways but also in others it helped keep us caught keeps our cost down yeah and help keep the party from erupting into an absolute shit show. Because my, my family is the rowdy bunch, and Porter's family is the conservative bunch. Yeah. And so we had like went into... We had nightmares of this thing happening and having... Yeah, we went into our engagement with anxiety, like, how the fuck are we going to have a wedding meshing these two families together? Well, and the funny part about that is that even after we had kind of like explicitly said, like, if there is alcohol on the grounds, they will keep our deposit. Mm-hmm. You cannot bring alcohol. Your family was still yeah. bringing in flasks, <laughs> bringing in bottles, having it out of their trunk. Well, and friends, too. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So, but it stayed it stayed controlled. It was very very yeah, low. It was key. tasteful. Yeah, I'm sure there was a handful of people there who knew what was going on, but it wasn't like anything crazy. Yeah, or, it wasn't embarrassing. Yeah, and the other nice thing about this venue is it wasn't uh, like supervised. Yeah. So there was no staff there. It was just kind of us. Right. All right. Put your deposit down. Pay for the venue. And then you're expected to be out at this time. And then they came after we were cleared out and then kind of did an assessment of how well we cleaned up. And that would... that Dictated how much deposit we got yeah. back. So big... Like, hats off to your family, like your mom and Kyle and Dustin. And oh, yeah. They did I a... think a couple of my cousins stayed, but it wasn't a very big group that stuck around yeah. and stayed. We were in charge of everything, like setting up, tearing down, Catering. cleaning, yeah. bringing our food in, everything. Like, we just rented the space and nothing, they Literally offered... nothing else. I think tables. No, they offered tables and chairs, but like no decorations, no additional lighting, like no string lights or anything like yeah, that. No cleanup. Um all right, so I feel like I'm gonna kind of bounce all around what? because there's no real like flow to talk about order of wedding planning. Yeah, the events that So I'm gonna I'm gonna back up um the the thing from when we first got engaged, the kind of first thing you do is you send out like announcements or save the dates or something. And most of the time people get photos done, their engagement photos. We didn't do a save the date. We like announced it to our family and friends and did like social media announcements, but we didn't do like a formal save the date announcement card. Well, and we weren't even going to include photos in the, in the invitation. We didn't get engagements done until after we were married. Yeah. And, and so we had to just fall back on. We had an, an older photo that yeah that we used that we put in at the last minute. Um, but I I found a like, free template on a blog online. And it, so it was using PicMonkey, which is just a like a web, a web service. And it... I just entered all of our information in and it pulled up this cute font and the cute template and I printed it out from our home computer on various like different colors and types of paper and I bought like a fancy little paper cutter and I bought little cute hole punch things for decorative corners and I glued our invites together. Ash handmade every single one of our, our invitations. It was a blessing and a curse that I was laid off like four months prior to getting engaged. So I had nothing but time to plan our wedding. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I DIY'd like 90% of our wedding. Well, and you made, so let's just talk about that. Because you made our announcements, like you just said, the invitations. Uh You stuffed invitations. You you did the handwriting on the, uh, for the addresses, on the envelopes. And then you made your own bouquet. Yeah, with fake flowers. I made the boutonnieres with fake flowers. We didn't have real flowers whatsoever at our wedding. Yeah. And I wish I would have um, 
if I had a dollar for every time I've said this, I wish I did more research leading up to this episode to find out the average cost of like floral, the average cost of venue, like the average cost on the things that we saved a lot of money on yeah. to find out. Well, I have like the average total cost of a wedding, but it would be interesting to see like how much we saved by not incorporating any real flowers. Yeah, I don't know. I think there might've been some like, weren't there any on? No, I didn't buy one real flower. Oh, huh? So you made the bouquet, you made the, all, like mine and the groomsmen's uh, boutonnieres. I made the bridesmaids bouquets. Bouquets. I made the all the centerpieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the thrift store and got a ton of like different Size. types of bases. Well, and you bought the frames, right? You bought all the oh, yeah. various size frames. Yeah, I put a picture of Porter and a picture of myself at various ages growing up on each table. And then I did, um, it was kind of like a outdoorsy themed. We don't really have a theme for our wedding, but I did like pine cones and, um, kind of like wild flowers type thing. A lot of like straw looking stuff. Yeah. So it was very like woodsy looking. And then you, we kind of on our own made the altar, right? Oh, yeah. The backdrop. We did like a makeshift, unconventional altar. Yeah. It was cool, but it was very minimalistic, very different. Yeah. We had like... Hanging lanterns and... And bird cages. Bird cages and kind of rustic. Yeah. Rustic chic. Um, what else? Let me look. I the one thing while you're looking at your list that I absolutely would not change, and, and this is something that I, I don't think too many people do anymore, and it, I, it, it weirds me out a little bit, but I would not change this for anything is that we had no, like for her dress, my first look, the first time I saw her, I'm getting like goosebumps <laughs> thinking about it, I'm going to cry. But my first time seeing you in your wedding dress was as you were walking down the aisle. Yeah. So I'd never seen your wedding dress. We had never done like a first look. We'd never done engagement pictures or anything before. Like Mm-mm. my first time seeing you is as your dad walked you down the aisle <sighs> and I just, I, I just remember I just sobbed. Like I just broke down. Like yeah. I just, I cried. Yeah. We have pictures of that. Yeah. So cute. So that was, to me, that was something that was super special was preserving that moment for, for that, you know, like preserving kind of like, I don't want to say sanctity of the event, but like, that's kind of yeah. how I felt, but I didn't want to, to do engagements or do anything that would have led me to see yeah. your dress prior to. Well, engagements aren't with the dress. It's just how we did with Corey. Those are engagements. Well, I mean, our bridles. Yeah, bridles. Right. Um, yeah, so let's see. I think that's about everything. I, even the flower petals that, because Ellie was our flower girl, yeah. even the petals in her little basket were fake flowers, yeah. fake rose petals. Yeah, even her, yeah, and her little bouquet, I think, was was fake. She didn't, she didn't have a bouquet. Oh, that's right. The one that she had that she kept was your... Because you bought two, or you made one to carry. Yeah, I made my bouquet. And you bought a shitty then, one to throw. Yeah, I <laughs> bought this ugly little like flower ball to throw because I wasn't about to throw my bouquet. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, I didn't write anything except decorations. Even like we had a lot of baby's breath, and uh, that was all. Those were all fake flowers. Yeah. I went to Joanne's. No, not Joanne's. Um, Hobby Lobby. And Michael's is where I got everything to make 
our my boutonniere or your boutonnieres and my bouquet and I got a lot of like fake like sticks and stuff like that it's very very rustic where I, I wish we would have spent more money is on photography yeah we had an awesome photographer and we oh, got he's amazing an amazing deal on it like a fucking stupid deal on it because it's a, like a family, family friend. friend but we talk about this all the time how we wish we would have had the extra money or paid the extra money to have a videographer. Yeah, because we have no video of our, like our vow, mm-hmm. nothing. We don't have a single minute of video. No. Unless it's something that somebody took on their phones. Yeah. So that's where I wish we would have spent the money is, and I, I never thought about that, but it, like you watch these movies where people are like all like drunk and sad and watching old wedding videos yeah. of people like toasting and like them going around and interviewing guests and, and I always watched that and was like, that's so corny. Like, who's ever going to go back and rewatch this shit? And now that we don't have it, I'm like, oh my God, I wish I could go back and rewatch. Yeah. Because for you getting married, and it, for those of you listening that have been married, like, you, you know this, no matter how hard you try, it goes by in a blur. Like, the whole process from the morning of until the end of the night yeah the months and months and months (laughs) spent planning the whole day is a blur yeah you can try and we tried to do the best we could to take it slow we didn't do a ton of pictures um it wasn't like you know some of these weddings that you go to where as soon as the the ceremony is over the bride and groom are out standing in the sun doing pictures for three hours Mm -hmm. so our pictures were very minimal and i actually wish we would have had more pictures done because we don't really have pictures of like family like Mm -hmm. all the family combined yeah so I wish we'd done that, but I wish we'd had video because I, I absolutely would go back and rewatch it because I don't remember much of it. Yeah. I wish we had an additional photographer. Yeah. Because I feel like just um, Corey by himself, like there was too much for just one person to capture yeah. on their own. So recommendations, hire a good photographer who has like an assistant with them to take multiple photos. And and this is where I I would say spend and the money. A photographer. Is if just because your aunt has a a digital camera or has like a DSLR that they got from Costco does not make them a wedding photographer. There no. were things that he did with the compositions, with the editing after the fact. Just some of the photos that we got back are so gorgeous. Yeah. And I know that he was a professional and he did the right job as opposed to like somebody who just we know has a camera. Yeah. And we even though he gave us such like a great deal, we we like compensated him very well because it's your wedding. You're never going to do this again. So aside yeah. from food, decorations, dress, tuxes, <coughs> whatever, probably the thing that you should spend the most money on is yeah. finding a good photographer and videographer. Well, I think that's ironic because in Utah, I think that's one of the areas where people are most likely to scrimp and be cheapskates Yeah, is on the photographer. And when someone comes to you and they're like, well, my for a wedding, I shoot $2,500. It costs $2,500. Mm-hmm. You know what? No, that's fine. I'll just have somebody else do it for $800. Like, yeah. If they have the portfolio and you've seen their shit and they're good and they you know, were going to do everything and do it the right way, <coughs> like that's... That's absolutely worth the money. Yeah, I would have, I would have spent double on photography, mm-hmm. knowing what I know now. Yeah, me too. 
Um, okay, so catering, I know, is a big one. We lucked out because my mom was in the catering business for 10 years or so. And so her and her uh, close friends friend, and staff yeah, all came and helped her. And so that was kind of part of her wedding gift is she took care of all the catering for us. And it was awesome. Um, I wish I remember more of it. I'm glad that we... I feel like this is like the tip that I always heard is sit down and eat because on your wedding day, you do so much running around and you don't have time to eat. Plus if you're drinking. Yeah. But so she made it like very much a point for us to sit down and we were able to eat dinner and yeah, it was awesome. Would you have paid for a DJ? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. That's the other place where we, we had a friend do it for us and he did as far as everything goes like. He did a good job, but Ash had to make the playlist. Yeah. And there was like some technical difficulties with the sound. And as far as like having a professional like, who knows how to get work the crowd and how to like move things along. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's. I wish um, we would have done that. Yeah. Because people think of DJ like, oh, someone who plays music, but they don't think of it as someone who, like you said, is basically being the event coordinator and making sure okay it's 7 30 all right everybody come on we're gonna go cut the cake right all right here comes the bride and groom this is their first song right first dance now we're gonna dance with these people now we're going to do the garter toss like it was it was fine that we did it the way we did but it caused a lot of stress not only on us but the person who had it doing it for us was very nervous yeah and, you he know, did a great job out. but yeah it just it, and it meant he couldn't enjoy the wedding either yeah um but yeah i spent probably the whole time we were engaged making like our custom wedding playlist from everything from me walking down the aisle to we had like a mocktail hour i created like this whole like jazz, jazz hour yeah, that got i don't think any of that got played maybe did i don't know it should have yeah but tell tell them tell the good people what song you walked down the aisle to how did we do that was there a boom box like yeah i can't imagine it like what's his face john cusack <laughs> outside a window like holding up a boom box as you walk down the aisle how, uh, my mom or someone had a someone portable speaker playing on an iphone <laughs> it was nicer than that you I, douche i wasn't being a douche i just don't remember yeah it was a, just a little portable speaker that was up by the altar um i don't know what the song's called but it's by the yeah yeah yeahs it's like wedding day or yeah. something like that oh my god i cried yeah i, know I mean we did. established that but <laughs> <laughs> there's photos even now like it. i hear that song and i get like all like Ugh. yeah um and then this is super cheesy but our our first dance song was is that the Yvette Brothers or Iron, no, Iron and Wine, City and Color? You don't even know. I printed out sheet music of our first dance song for our first wedding anniversary, and you don't even know who it is. I know it's a fat house cat. Yeah, it's uh, Iron and Wine. Okay, it's but, a flightless bird. Yeah, but even even now, like if we're listening to like Pandora radio or whatever, and the song comes on, 
we have to stop what we're doing to dance. And I'm not even ashamed that that song plays during Twilight when (laughs) they get married. But not the song they have their first dance to. And technically, I had nothing to do with Twilight. I've always loved Iron and Wine. So, (laughs) but no. I have a little guilty pleasure for Twilight. And so I'm not ashamed that it's on Twilight. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) I I did not know that. Um, speaking of catering, cake is also a very hefty fee. Usually. One in which we avoided. Yes, because your fabulous cousin made us our beautiful cake. It and, was... huh? No, I was just going to say it was gorgeous. Oh, I thought you said who? No. <laughs> you, you forgot a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was a beautiful cake. It was a little, um, little like six inch cake. Because the bulk of our quote-unquote cake, which would be like the big tiers, we did um, donuts. Yeah, because Ash, if you guys don't know, has this insatiable lust for donuts, for all things donuts. So she did like a multi-tiered donut bar. Yeah. And um, one of my regrets is I didn't have a single goddamn donut (laughs) at our wedding. You know, Which I think is common because I've watched a lot of stupid reality shows where people get married and they don't eat their own cake. Yeah, you know what? One of my biggest regrets is speaking of cake, marry me. <laughs> and this is just the fat kid in me coming out. We didn't do like a cake tasting, like where you go to like a oh a I cake know. shop. Even if you have no intention of buying the cake, go to like a cake place and be like, we're the looking bakery. at yeah. <laughs> well, no, I just. I'm sure there are people who do like specific, like you, Harmon's has a bakery, but like, I think it's still like, fuck off a bakery, but doing like a cake tasting where they bring out like the six different flavors of cake yeah. and you try them all and you're like, mm, you know, I kind of like this one. Mm, I kind of like this one. And then you don't buy any of them. And then you just have your cousin make a cake that's even better. I know. And, but you get a chance to try all the free flavors. My mom told samples. us to do that regardless. Yep. She and did. The um, goody two-shoes in me was like, I can't lie and say we're not going to buy cake from them. Ash doesn't like taking samples from people at Costco because she feels like it creates an obligation (laughs) for her to buy something. (laughs) I feel like other people feel that way. It's not just me. All right. Let's move on. If you're not married yet and you're thinking about getting married, go and do a cake tasting. Or hell. Just pick a... Let's go do a cake tasting, you and me. Pick a friend. Let's just go. Doesn't even have to be of the opposite sex. Pick a friend and pretend to be engaged for a day and go taste some cakes. I just had a stutter. (laughs) We should go do that, babe. Pretend to be newly engaged and we'll go cake tasting. We should. We should do that on our day date one day. We should do that on our anniversary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on. We saved a lot of money by not incorporating booze at our wedding, like formal, formally having booze, like serving booze, because even if you have an open bar, I mean, a cash bar, you still have to pay the bartenders. Right. You're still required to give them like gratuity. Well, and some people, some places had like a minimum that you had to buy yeah. and then they had to serve it. Like you can bring Same in your own food. A lot of places have stipulations with catering like that, too. Like, there's certain venues that, okay, you can hire us. We have to do the food. You cannot bring any outside food in except for your cake. Oh, my God. Mute your microphone or something. (laughs) But it's like, oh, there's a 
$200 minimum and that we're the only ones that can do that. We Oh, we looked at one of the resorts, not resorts, but venues up the canyon, a little bed and breakfast that they do weddings, and they had that stipulation where, cool, it's X number of dollars to rent the venue, and then you're required to use our staff to yeah. do your catering. Well, and a lot of it was more like a $3,500 yeah. minimum. So, so, yeah, we saved a, a shitload of money um, doing our own catering and then cake and having the mostly dry wedding. Um, let's see. I think the thing we spent the most on, like the single thing, was probably my dress. And it wasn't even intentional. That was my goal was to find like a hundred dollar dress online kind of like an unconventional looking dress buy it online and call that a wedding dress and i think i ended up buying two or three different dresses online none of them like fit my body right none of them gave me like the vibe i was looking for i guess and so i finally went and like scheduled wedding dress try on appointments which is another thing i feel like you have to do like get the experience go drink some fucking champagne try on wedding dresses it was fun um and i i remember like feeling really guilty that i was looking at dresses that were like two thousand dollars and under and like whoa this is more than our entire wedding so far and I'm going to spend that on a dress I'm going to wear for a couple hours. I think my dress ended up being shit, I don't remember. I think it was about $2,000. Yeah. Which in the wedding dress world is really fucking cheap. The other speaking of clothing, what I would do differently for me. So gentlemen, if you're listening to this or ladies that, you know, you have some input into what your your guy wears, he should probably go and get like a custom suit made. Uh, like a tailored suit. I went to Men's Warehouse, and at first we bought because I didn't want like a conventional like suit, and so I didn't do a tuxedo, and so we bought just like this kind of like nice pair of pants, and then a a couple of different colored dress shirts, and then like a sports jacket to go over the top, which would have been fine. Like if I were attending my own wedding, like that would have been a good look. It would have been fine. I had a bow tie, but then as I talked to some friends. And I started, like, looking around. I got increasingly more, like, self-conscious about what I had had picked out. And so then I went back to Men's Warehouse, bought another suit, which I think, at the end of the day, was a good good suit. It was not the best, but it wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. I think it looked fine. I didn't buy the shoes that I wanted because I was being cheap on shoes. Yeah. And then I'm I'm still fresh with that. Like I love the shoes that I have, but they weren't the right ones. Mm-hmm. They 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 don't they didn't work with what I wanted to to do, what I was trying to create. And so I ended up spending a shitload of money on things that I never wore for my wedding, and and still haven't worn mm-hmm. to this day. You know, and so instead of wearing a buying the right suit and spending the money on shoes, buying the one suit instead yeah. of two that are you know, now, yeah, not being used. You know, if I'm not gonna wear it again, I'd rather have 
the right one. And then the shoes, I should have just spent the money that I, I wanted to spend instead of being like cheap on that. Because mm-hmm. I ended up spending it anyway in other things that were less meaningful. Yeah. And I would have, I, I would have, I should have bought the shoes that I wanted. Yeah. So. Um, I, I don't regret at all spending the money on my dress. Oh, your dress is fucking gorgeous. Thanks. I think it was worth every dollar. Yeah. And, um, I, I'm glad that I went the route I did, especially because I had envisioned my dress being completely different than the dress I ended up getting. So if you're wedding dress shopping, I definitely recommend trying on a shitload of different styles, things that you think you're going to hate. I tried on a big poofy ball gown just for fun, and I ended up like falling in love with it and thinking like, oh my god, how do I love this poofy dress? So just... I I never would have thought I wanted a like a long sleeve dress and I ended up getting like a completely sleeveless dress. So and like I wanted a cathedral length veil, which I ended up just getting like a super normal length veil. I don't know what it's called, but the one that just like hits like the middle of your back. Um but yeah, just things like that. But yeah, I'm I love my dress. I I don't feel guilty about spending the money on something that I only wore like once. Um, but you kind of talked about it. Something that people don't think about when they're wedding planning is getting alterations. Because I tweaked my dress a little bit. I um, dipped the neckline and created a different shape on the neckline than was originally on the dress but that aside the dress wasn't available in my size and so I had to buy a size bigger and then pay to get it altered and like you were saying you should have just spent the money to get a suit and then have it like tailored to you but it's I don't think people automatically think about that when they're thinking about wedding dresses and yeah i didn't even tuxedos. think about the alterations on mine because i picked out a suit and then had to have it paid to have it altered yeah and so by the time you're done like i've i've since learned this is i could have paid like a seamstress or a tailor uh-huh. to build me a custom suit yeah. from scratch for probably the same amount maybe a little bit more than what i paid but it yeah. would have been like for me not off a shelf mm-hmm. or off of a a rack and and altered yeah um so yeah just things that you learn going through it i guess that unless you watch a lot of wedding shows you might not know (laughs) which we do and yet you know as we were researching for this podcast i was looking at like wedding planning blogs Uh and evidently there are a lot of shitty wedding planning blogs that seem to get a lot of traffic because they show up first thing in Google. So, Ash, if you're looking for an easy market, evidently there's not, a, there's not a whole lot of competition in the wedding planning blog, which seems weird to me. Oh, um, sorry. Another thing, I was just thinking about that. I don't know why. 
another thing that I feel like is a really common expense that we obviously opted out of is getting a wedding planner or a wedding coordinator. And we didn't do either. If we had a bigger budget, I probably would have paid to have a wedding coordinator. Basically just someone to make sure that things are going on schedule. Nothing's being forgot. Forgotten? Forgot. Yeah. And everything goes smoothly because you have like wedding brain and you're stressed out and you have so much to worry about like hello like getting married and so it would have been nice to take that pressure off us and take the pressure off our families and to have someone else worry about all of that so that we could just be told what to do yeah. and enjoy enjoy the process a yeah. little bit more um but yeah i i know there's a difference between wedding planners and wedding coordinators i don't know what the difference is i think wedding coordinators are cheaper because you just hire them for the single day i think you're, I you're asking the wrong person i'm I not asking you i'm just thinking out loud while yeah. i'm looking at you <laughs> but um oh uh, other things that you don't necessarily think of that aren't like a big expense but you have to have a marriage license and you have to obtain that marriage license before you actually get married. And you have to have, I think it was like 45 or $50 or something. But you have to do all of that in advance. And then the day of, you have to have someone to actually marry you, which is usually another expense to hire an officiant or a priest or whatever someone to legally conduct your ceremony and be your witness when you sign your marriage certificate and yada yada which luckily for us we have like a family member do that yeah i was gonna say anybody can go through the online training to become like a ordained minister in order to conduct a, a wedding so yeah if that's something you don't necessarily aren't religious or don't have somebody that you you know, have clergy or somebody just instead of paying somebody to do it, just have somebody that's close to you go through the, the online process to become an ordained minister and have them officiate for you. I think it's much more meaningful. They're going to be like more personable and customize and like personalize the, the whole ceremony to you. Like they're going to know you better mm -hmm. and can, can do a good job with that. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay a stranger to come and, officiate my wedding no let's see obviously if you have a lot of family in town it's kind of up to you to put them up i know for a lot of weddings the wedding party will or the bride and groom and their family will pay for family members that or friends you know that live out of town they'll pay for them to stay in a hotel or whatever and then you have to think of their transportation same like if you're doing a destination wedding depending on what you're choosing to pay for it's kind of the burden falls on you since they're your guest a lot of people will pay for their guests to come to the wedding also along transportation if you want a fancy getaway vehicle you obviously need to rent that or whatever arrange that 
we just had everyone decorate my car and that's what we left in but i know people who have like rent cool muscle cars or really fancy cars or limos or fucking buggies and horses or (laughs) whatever you're into but it's another thing that you have to think about oh and then when you leave where are you gonna stay where's your gonna where's your wedding night gonna be ours was gifted we stayed at like a cool hotel downtown and i think my dad yeah and lisa got that for us i think so too which was nice because we totally forgot about it until like a week or two before the wedding like oh shit we totally forgot where we're gonna stay the night of and of course like our budget's maxed out at that point talking back on a tire if you're having a wedding party a lot of times you're responsible for dressing them we just did we had a small wedding party there was three people on each side and everyone's just kind of responsible for dressing themselves we paid for the the tuxes a lot oh, of the yeah. well well we didn't do tuxes but the rentals for shirts and yeah rentals slacks and stuff my girls i said i don't care what the hell you wear it needs to be brown of some sort and i just let them pick out the color and the style of dress that they wanted and whatever shoes they wanted our cat's upstairs at the top of the stairs just meowing because he was being a dick down here so we put him upstairs okay so like i said i don't have oh hair and makeup is a big thing too i splurged and hired someone to come the day of and do my hair and my makeup and then i paid for the girls in the wedding party so that was like a fun like girls morning type thing that we did i think that's like most of the things i wrote down that are kind of to be expected when you're planning a wedding so i don't know what we spent total wise but i know it was under ten thousand dollars for everything like that we spent or that everyone spent no that the wedding cost yeah because we had like our families helped out a little bit my dad gave us some money and then obviously like my mom helped out with the food your parents helped out a little bit too so total cost of our wedding was under ten thousand yeah and we didn't do any type of like formal like go out to dinner like rehearsal dinner (coughs) we had like a a little shindig (coughs) i was right in the microphone choked we had a, a little shindig like with Ashley's dad's house that he hosted that was, you know, very, very casual. We didn't go out and we didn't host like a formal rehearsal dinner. Yeah. Or any type of like food other than the uh, the wedding itself. Yeah. And our <laughs> wedding rehearsal, we did like, we walked through it like once yeah. at a random park like two days before or the day before. And somehow it all came together. And it was a shit show. Yeah, it was awful. No one knew what the fuck they were doing, and it all seemed to work out. So I don't know how, but it just did just things just do. So I I googled and the average cost in the U.S. for a wedding in 2017, it's like between twenty and thirty thousand. And if you've ever watched like any of those crazy shows, well, like the what's the one the four weddings the, yeah. the competition. Oh my gosh! Some most of those come in like I feel like forty to sixty thousand. Oh yeah, at least if you watch an episode of Say Us to the Dress, you'll get girls that's that are like, "Oh, my wedding dress budget is twenty thousand dollars," or you'll get girls on there that's like, "I don't have a budget." Yeah, my budget is literally unlimited for the amount I can spend on a dress. Just put on my dad's black card, right? 
So yeah, uh, I wouldn't have eloped, but looking at friends of ours that eloped, and like her dad still gifted her the money he would have put towards the wedding. I'm like, wow, it would be nice to go into the marriage with that in the bank yeah, instead a bit of cash in, hand. in debt. Like I said, we did a lot of DIYs. We saved a lot of money. And so unless you have a lot of money in the bank or a lot of save, like money saved up or money gifted to you, you can go into like some serious debt, like start your marriage day one yeah, being in debt because of your wedding. When so. I, I found this blog of, of all the uh, the shitty wedding planning blogs that I found, The Knot, which I feel like is a very common one. I feel like I've heard that name before. Yeah. Has a post called How to Actually Pay for Your Wedding. And they have some really super good pointers on how to, to save up for your wedding. You're being sarcastic. Uh, absolutely. So I'm going to go through these really just quick. Okay. Um, use this simple math equation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Take the sum of your desired budget and divide it by the number of months you have to save up. Getting married in a year with a budget of $20,000, divide 20000 by 12, which equals about 1700 per month. If that amount seems like too much per month, add more time or try cutting back on your wedding. Like, Wow. Whoa. And then the next one. That's mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. The next one is cut back on monthly expenses. What? And the next one is... Stop little spending habits that add up, which I feel like is the same thing. It's the same thing before. And then the next one is make bigger sacrifices. So stop spending. (laughs) How many ways can you say stop spending? Think of creative ways to make more cash and save. Stripping. And use your credit cards realistically. So that was. What does that mean? What is a realistic way to use your credit cards? Not the way that we do it. But we did a good job for no. our wedding. And we'll, we'll, we'd have to have another episode where we talk about how, what you did for our honeymoon. We talked about that a little bit. Did we with the credit cards? Yeah. Um, but this one, this person says, and I agree with him, going into marriage with debt for a one-day party is a huge mistake. People start their lives in these huge financial holes, and it's just a shame. And even like with your ring, I mean, we were careful with our credit cards and stuff for some things. Mm-hmm. Like your dress was a big expense, but even like your ring, like we paid, we paid for, like we didn't finance. I don't think we financed your ring. I don't know. And I don't think your ring was more than eight or $1,200. I don't know how much my ring was. Yeah. It wasn't a ton. And so. I picked it out by the way. I know. Well, I'm I'm not telling you. I was like, I I was there. I remember. (sighs) Ash very subtly sent me the link to the website with her size <laughs> like there was no months and months and months there was no guesswork about it it was this <laughs> ring this size here's the information you need make it make happen. it happen so that was, and then i still got the size wrong <laughs> so baby i think that's that's a good uh a good way to call it yeah. tonight i don't know if that was helpful yeah sam i hope whatsoever. i don't know if you, if you listen or not but that was there um i think most of the people that listen to us at least that i know of are married already so yeah maybe you can listen to this and and laugh at our mistakes or be like oh yeah that's a good idea i don't know but 
I don't either. Also, if you have ideas for uh, future episodes, hit us up at this is marriage podcast at gmail.com. You can email us. And we don't really do the social media anymore. I kind of hate Facebook now. And I have kind of just given up on Instagram. So, <laughs> which is a funny transition because at the beginning of the year, I was like, I'm going to be more diligent about posting on Instagram and doing live stories and all that other shit. And now I'm just like, just admitting defeat and just being like, I don't, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I don't know how to create, um, an Instagram, which is a visual platform for a podcast. Which Other than is... just showing pictures of us with microphones talking each time. Yeah. But you've seen. Yeah, which is dumb. No one wants to see that. So. Anyways. Anyway. Thanks. This has been another episode of This Is Marriage Podcast. I'm Porter. I'm Ashley. Good night. Good night. We love you. Bye. Bye.